some money into a New Life Children's Home for Christmas. And, um, I mean, they uh, sent us this card. I think it was made, homemade and everything from over there. It says, Dear Pastors Dan and Joan, in celebration of Life Church, thank you so very much for your gift to New Life Children's Home for Christmas. You all have been a great blessing to this ministry for many years now. Thank you. The kids were all abundantly blessed. Blessings and prosperity to you all for 2019. Nolan and Julia. I'm not even going to attempt at our last name. Bob, Bob. I don't know. I attempted it, didn't I? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's the Philippines and where else? Not just the Philippines. Anyway, bottom line is we support them. It's tremendous. Um, we'll have to get some of the pictures. that they, they always send us pictures of the kids smiling. It's awesome. So praise the Lord. All right, how many ready for the word now? Amen. Let me get situated here. As you can see, we're going to take communion today. So praise the Lord for that opportunity to put ourselves in remembrance of what the Lord has done for us. But last week I began to share with you the prophetic word that the Lord has given to Brother Jerry Savell for 2019. And it goes like this. 2019 will be a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. You need to say that with me. 2019 will be a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. How many really want that to come to pass in your life? I mean, you really want that to happen in your life and through your life, through this church. Hallelujah. How many really want, I want to see your hands again and waving at me. I want you to wave. You really want this to happen. Listen, if you really want the marvels and the wonders and the extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of a God, then you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to mix your faith with it. Go to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 or look up here. We have it up here. The Bible says this. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Now get this. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Friends, listen to me. How do we mix our faith? How do we do this? This is so important that you grasp this. Just because you're hearing it doesn't mean it's going to benefit you. In other words, what you're really saying is, Lord, I'm going to release my faith and believe you for this. It's as simple as that. You hear this word of the Lord for 2019 and you say, God, I receive it. I receive that in my life. I expect that in my life. I am not going to stand for anything less in my life than what that prophetic word is right there. See how I'm saying that? That's mixing your faith with it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And listen, you need to keep it before you day and night and night and day. You need to be speaking it out of your mouth all the time. The Bible tells us in Habakkuk 2.2 that we are to write the vision, make it plain so that we can run with it. You need to write this down. And you need to put it on a three-by-five card or on a little stick-it note or whatever. Keep it before you all the time. How many of you travel to work? How many ride to work sometimes? How many people, okay, I'm trying to get some more hands in that. How many people go into your bathroom? 
All right, praise the Lord for that. <laughs> what am I trying? Listen, what I'm trying to get to is this. You can keep a three by five card of what I just said in your car. And when you're traveling to work or you're traveling to the store or you're traveling to see friends or whatever, pick it up. Start speaking it out of your mouth as you're traveling. When you go into your bathroom, you have your mirror, have a sticky note with that saying, that prophetic word up there, and speak it out of your mouth. Over and over and over and over and over and over. When you wake up in the morning, in the middle of your day, throughout your day, and when you go to bed at night. When you wake up in the middle of the night and speak it out. Keep speaking it out. Amen. I receive this, Lord. I expect this, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you what, I am expecting it. I am expecting it. This is part of the vision God has for this church right here. I'm convinced of it. I know when I first heard Brother Jerry share this word from the Lord, it went off in my heart big time. And as I shared with you last week, I firmly believe that this word from the Lord ties in perfectly with what we've been teaching on in here about what manner of man is this. Why are we learning about what manner of man Jesus was when he walked the earth? So that we can turn around and do exactly what Jesus did. Amen. I was just pondering this, and, and, and we're singing about Jesus. How many people in here probably have problems in your lives, and you have tried to fix those problems by yourself? And How many times have you ended flat on your face and not gotten any results or didn't get the results that you wanted? But then, it just as I was sitting up there and I was thinking about that, I just realized, but we don't have to do it in and of ourselves. We're in Christ. As Brother Mark uh, Hankins likes to say, we're in Christed. We belong to Jesus, which means he's in us. He's going to go to work for us. Amen. And if we will allow him to, and if we'll seek his face about it, he'll give us the wisdom. He'll give us the guidance so that whatever we're facing, we'll be able to overcome it. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I'm expecting marvels. I'm expecting wonders. I'm expecting extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Oh, I'm telling you, I am. I am. Somebody better get happy in here besides me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 34, 10 says this. And he said, behold, I make a covenant. Everybody say covenant. Before all your people, I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among you are, uh, and all the people among whom you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. The New Living Translation says it this way. The Lord replied, listen, I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord. The awesome power I will display for you. Is our God a covenant-keeping God? I want to I I say that again. I want to ask that again. Is our God a covenant-keeping God? Do you really believe that? The Bible says this, Psalm 89, 34. No, 
This is from the New Living. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. Boy, I like that. Psalm 105, verse 8 from the Amplified says, He is earnestly mindful of his covenant. And forever it is imprinted on his heart. Isn't that awesome? Forever it's imprinted on his heart. The word which he commanded and established to a thousand generations. Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Hebrews 6, verse 13, it says this. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name. Then skipping down to verse 17, the Bible says, God also bound himself with an oath. So that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible, impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Glory to God. Can we be sure with 100% confidence that our God will always keep his promises and the covenants that he's made. Can we have that kind of confidence? Friends, absolutely we can. It's impossible for God to lie. He never changes his mind. He never breaks his covenants. And thus, we can have that great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. And what is that hope for 2019? That this year will be a year of marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Woo! I got God's word on it. I am in covenant with Almighty God. Let me ask you, when God made that covenant with Moses, did Moses and the children of Israel see marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of their God? Oh my goodness gracious, go back and read about it. And what, and what about, uh, uh, did we see that continue to happen throughout the Old Testament? And, and do we see that during the earthly ministry of Jesus? I mean, did the people of that time see things that made them marvel? I shared scriptures with you last week that talked about how the people saw what Jesus did and they marveled. Did, did, did they see things that made them wonder, how did that happen? Come on now, glory to God. And what about during the uh, early church? Can we see marvels and signs and wonders happening in the book of Acts? And what about at Azusa Street? And what about in the ministries of Smith, Smith Wigglesworth and Amy Simple McPherson and John G. Lake and Maria Woodworth Etter? And what about the healing revival in the late 40s and early 50s? And what about more recently, like during the healing ministries of Oral Roberts and Kenneth E. Hagin and T.O. Osborne? Are these things still happening today? Do you believe our God is still the miracle working God? Is he the God of marvels? Is he the God of wonder? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I tell you what. 
The question comes down to this. Is our God a covenant-keeping God? And is our God still the God of signs and wonders? Is he still the God of marvels? Is he still the God who manifests his great power in the earth today? Friends, our God is the wonder-working God. Hallelujah. Joel 2.21. Oh, I'm going to get you excited here today. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Has the Lord done anything great in your life? That word, those two words, great things, actually means this. That which is beyond the usual. That which is beyond the usual. Jerry Savelle tells of a time, you need to hear this, when his daughter Terry was a little baby in the, uh, crawling in the nursery at church and she had been put down on the ground and the lady that was watching the children in that nursery was in a rocking chair and little Terry had crawled underneath where the rocking chair was and the lady went back on the rocking chair and ran went right down on her fingers snapped both her fingers off right off her hand of course it freaked everybody out pretty much but what did brother Jerry and Miss Carolyn do, they took her, uh, uh, t- Terry, to the hospital and got there and met with the doctor. And the doctor looked at him and said, listen, there's nothing I can do here. This is impossible. There's nothing. She cannot and will not have her fingers again. All I can do is put a graft of skin over her fingers, but she'll have nubs there. There's, it's impossible to do anything else about this. Jerry Savelle looked around and could tell that this doctor was a Buddhist, had Buddha stuff around his office. And Jerry looked at him and said, with your God, it's impossible. But with my God, it is possible. We are not going to accept that, it can't, that those fingers cannot grow back. And the doctor looked at him and said, listen, I don't want you to get your hopes up. And Brother Jerry said, listen, you can't. Tell me anything that's going to take my hopes down. My hopes are so high. I, my trust is in El Shaddai. And I know that my God's going to come through for, you, for us. And, and, and a doctor again says, listen, I, don't, I just, it's impossible. It can't be done. So anyway, the doctor goes ahead and he, he does the surgery, pulls a skin graft, puts it on her little fingers, puts the bandages over, and they go home. Six months later, they go back. Six months and, and the doctor takes the bandages off. And while he's taking the bandages off, all of a sudden he says, Oh my God, it's a miracle. The fingers and the fingernails had all grown back. Jerry Savelle looked at him, looked at him and said, It's not your God, it's my God. My God's the one that did that. Hallelujah. And you know what the end result of the story was? Both that doctor and his wife ended up getting born again. They ain't going to burn in hell because they were Buddhists. They're going to live with Jesus forever. Hallelujah. All because Brother Jerry and Miss Carolyn let God do that extraordinary manifestation of the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. Whoa, can God do something like that for you? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Is our God still the wonder-working God? Woo, hallelujah. Joel 2.30 and Acts 2.19. Both in uh, Joel 2.30, Joel prophesied it. In Acts 2.19, Peter said this. 
And I will show wonders in the heavens and the signs in the earth beneath. In other words, Peter, when he was sharing this, was saying, this is the day. This is the day. This is the time when this is coming to pass. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth beneath. Psalm 77, 14 says, you are the God who does wonders. Exodus 15, 11, from the New Living Translation says, who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Glorious in holiness. Awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. Glory to God. Job 5.9 from the New Living Translation says, he does, great, he does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. Now listen to this same scripture from the message. I love this. After all, he's famous for great and unexpected acts, there's no end to his surprises. There's no end to his surprises. I said there's no end to his surprises. How many of you, how many like to be surprised with something good? Oh, come. I'm glad four of you like to be surprised with something good. What about the rest of you? Come on now. How many like to be surprised with something you've been believing God for for a long time? Oh, Hallelujah. I mean, it just happened to us not too recently, glory to God. I mean, I was sitting, my wife came walking up to me, she's in tears, and I say, what's the problem? She says, there's no problem. Glory to God. She said, someone just gave us a check for $50,000. Woo! Glory to God. I mean, come on. Surprise. Now, let me say this. I wasn't surprised that it happened. Because we were, we know that God's going to follow through because we've been believing God for that. We've been speaking that out of our mouths almost from the very beginning of this church. Someone's going to give this church $50,000. Hallelujah. You know what we're saying now? Someone's going to give this church $100,000. One time offering of $100,000. And then after that comes in, comes in, and it will. And once that comes in, we're going to start saying, God's going to give us a one-time offering of a million dollars. Woo! Oh, you don't think that can happen. You think that cannot happen. Well, let me tell you a little story here. Before I get to that, let me just say this. Let me share the one from the Bible. This is good. Let me go back even a little bit further because this is important to understand. Remember this. Being surprised. We're not being surprised that God did it. We're being surprised as to how God did it. That's the important thing to understand there. It's important to understand that God... I mean, I'm not surprised that God does what he says he's going to do in his word. I expect God to do what he said he's going to do in his word. But how he does it, surprise, hallelujah, glory to God. And I want you to think about the account in Matthew 17. When Peter came to Jesus, and, and, and what he was doing, he was uh, the tax collectors from the temple were wondering why Jesus and his disciples didn't pay their taxes. And so what does Jesus end up doing? He does a, teaches Peter something. But then he looks at Peter, who had been a fisherman all of his life, and tells Peter to go fishing. And that might not seem like a big surprise. That's how Peter made his living. That's how Peter made money, by fishing. But then Jesus says, you throw your line in, and the first fish you catch, open its mouth up, and there's going to be the money you need to pay my taxes and your taxes as well. Now, what do you think Peter was thinking? All of my years of fishing, I ain't never seen nothing like that happen before. 
and i got a question for you. See, in my mind, maybe it's a little bit more curious. I'll say it that way. I mean, how in the world did that fish, I mean, God, I don't believe God just put the, the gold in his, in his mouth or the, whatever the coin was in his mouth. I believe that coin was on the bottom of the, the lake. And all of a sudden, God said, go get that down there. And that fish, whoop. And then all of a sudden, here comes Peter, throws his line out. And God says, go get on that line. Whoop. I mean, it's amazing to me. Do you think Peter was surprised when he caught that fish and pulled it off the hook, opened his mouth up, and there's a coin on the inside of it? Surprise. God can do it in so many ways. It literally comes down to us taking the limits off of God. I don't care how you do it, God. You've heard me say it this way before. Even if you want to bring a dog along my pathway carrying a bag full of money, praise the Lord, let it happen. I don't care how he does it. I just know he's going to do it. Brother Savelle tells another time. He was contacted by a particular businessman. And this businessman said, Brother Jerry, could you come see me at my office? Well, this particular businessman and his dad had been supporters of uh, Jerry Savelle Ministries for years. But the father had since passed away. Business had been turned over to this man. And this guy's business, after the father died, began, the business began to go downhill and was not doing very well at all. And so this guy says, could you come see me in my office? Brother Jerry says, well, can you give me directions? I'm not 100% certain how to get there. And he gave him the directions. So he gets there. He goes into this guy's office. And this man is sitting behind his desk with a cowboy hat on, his feet propped up with cowboy boots on. And um, when Jerry Savelle walked in, he just kind of leaned up, shook his hand, said, hold on one second. And he pushed a button and said, can I get my wife in here? And his wife comes in. When she comes in, he, he uh, finally says, here. And he pushes this envelope across the desk to Brother Jerry. And when Brother Jerry got the envelope, the guy said, go ahead, open it up. Go ahead, open it up. And Brother Jerry opened it up and said, glory to God. Hallelujah. And he said when he said, after he shouted, he heard this in his heart. Surprise. It was a million dollar check. Million dollar check. And the guy, guy said, I wanted, I wanted to see how you're going to react. I wanted to see if you're going to be surprised. And Brother Jerry looked at him and said, I'm not surprised that this happened. Because I have been believing God for this. You can ask the people who are part of my ministry. I've been speaking it in my mouth for years that someone's going to give us a one-time offering of a million dollars. So I'm not surprised that it happened. But I am surprised how it happened. Because again, this guy's business was going down, down the t- tubes. But what ended up happening is this man got a hold of a book by Brother Jerry Savelle from Devastation to Restoration. And he told Brother Jerry, I've been reading that book night and day, all the time. I've got that book. I've read through it at least three times, and I'm on it again. And I'm telling you, my business has turned around, and God is blessing us. And hallelujah, There's, I just wanted to sow this into your life, glory to God. Sow this into your ministry. Surprise! I love that part of the story, how God would speak that to his heart. He's such a good God, amen? Another time, and I'm just not going to share Brother Jerry's stories, but I'm going to share some others eventually, okay? Because I want to share some of the things that happened at Azusa Street. How many were here when I shared about Azusa Street before? Some of you guys were here, but a lot of you weren't. And I want to share some of those. I've been going back and I've been reading about some of the things that Smith Wigglesworth did. 
T.L. Osborne. I mean, these guys, Oral Roberts, it's amazing about some of the miracles that have been performed through these mighty men and women of God. And I want to share some of these. Why do I want to share that with you? Because I want you to see the marvels and the wonders and the extraordinary manifestations of, our, of our, the greatness of our God that he's done down through the years. And glory to God, he still wants to do it today. Hallelujah. Listen to this one. This is so funny. Brother Jerry says that he, when he, uh, he had been asked to minister in a small town in Texas named Andrews. Never heard of it. I'm from Texas. And I never heard of this town. He said it's just, I mean, you're talking small town USA. And so he went to this church to, to minister. And when he got there, the minister, the pastor of that particular church, looked in and says, I'm sorry, you can't preach here anymore. Because you're not uh, uh, a part of our denomination. Brother Jerry's like going, what has that got to do with it? He wasn't familiar with church politics. And anyway, long story short, he started said, okay. And he started to walk away. And one of the deacons came running up to him and said, Brother Jerry, Brother Jerry, if I can get you a place to preach in, Will you still preach for us? And he said, well, sure, okay. Well, what the guy ends up doing, he goes out and he finds, we're talking Podunk City now, he finds an old laundromat. Everybody familiar with laundromats? Washers and dryers. And what they do is they go in there and they move the washers and dryers that are in there out of the way, except for one, they leave in the middle. And that's going to be Brother Jerry's pulpit to preach from. And so he says he gets up there and the first time they starts to preach, it was him, his wife, his daughter, and a couple that they had brought with them and that deacon. That was it. And he said he preached there three times a day. And it seems like every time he started, the crowd started getting a little bit larger, a little bit larger, a little bit larger. But he said that the, 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 the deacon had gotten a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket. To use for the offering bucket. And they would pass it by. And he said, it was just all I could hear was the sound of these coins dropping at the bottom of that Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket. There were, in other words, he wasn't getting hardly anything as far as for offerings. And so he was sitting there. And also unbeknownst to the people was that uh, uh, Brother Jerry at that time was believing in God for an airplane. Hadn't told anybody about it. Nobody. And so he said, you know, uh, uh, these little offerings coming in, he's like going, oh, my goodness, and stuff. So he was up there, one of the services, and he's preaching away. And he said, you know how those uh, laundromats have the windows up front? And so he was facing that direction. Everybody was looking back at him. All of a sudden, this truck pulled up. And out of the truck comes this man, big old man. What he said he probably weighed about 300 pounds. And he had on bib overalls and a straw hat. And he walked in and he opened the door up. And so Jerry Savelle's thinking, well, this is coming to, you know, hear me, hear me preach, hear me minister. And he said, just have a seat. And the guy says, no, sir. And he kept walking forward. And kept walking forward. He said, well, you need to have a seat. And he said, no, sir. I'm, I, I, I've not come, come to hear you preach. He said, well, he finally got up to the front. And he said, what did you come here to do? And he said, I only do what the Lord tells me to do. This is what this guy says. I only do what the Lord tells me to do. My name is Oop. Oop, O-O-P, Oop. Everybody remember Ali Oop? Anyway, this guy's name was Oop. And he shows up, I only do what the Lord tells me to do. And Brother Jerry says, what did the Lord tell you to do? Well, I was out on my farm and I was working out on my farm. And the Lord spoke to my heart and says, come to this town, Andrews, Texas. And in this town, there's going to be a man preaching in a laundromat. 
And I want you to go to that place and I want you to give that man some money for his airplane. And so, and, and Brother Jerry says, well, he's like looking at him. No, he said, Oop looked at him and said, are you that man? And Brother Jerry said, I believe this is the only laundromat in this whole town of Andrews. And I probably, there's not anybody else in this state right now preaching at a laundromat. But anyway, all of a sudden this guy, this guy named Oop, that had no idea who Jerry Savell was. It is the Lord told him to go see him. And he just started pouring money out. Poured all this money out. Threw it at his feet. Turned around. Walked out the door. Jerry Savell said he was standing with his mouth wide open. And all of a sudden he looked at his wife Carolyn and he said, Did that really happen? She said, Look at your feet. You know it just happened. And, and, and the awesome thing about the story is when Jerry Savell said this. You could have given me a million years of sitting down with the Lord and me trying to come up with that type of way for you to surprise me and bless me. A man named Oop would show up with bib overalls and a straw hat and come into a laundromat where I'm preaching from in a town named Andrews, Texas. Isn't God incredible? Can God do those kinds of things? Does God want to do those kinds of things? Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. The bottom line is this, friends. We don't have to figure out how God's going to bless us. Or uh, uh, bring to us what we're believing him for. All we're called to do is believe. All we're called to do is take God at his word and obey him in whatever he's asking us to do. Amen. All we have to do believe that he's going to do it and then sit back and wait on God to surprise us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to his name. In conclusion, how many remember the account of when Jesus looked at his disciples in John 16, 7? This is where Jesus looked at his disciples and said this. Nevertheless... I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. Now stop and think about this. Here's Jesus, the one they've been with for three years now. And Jesus has been performing miracles and wonders and being used by God to do incredible, surprising things. And Jesus is stopping and saying to them, it's to your advantage that I go away. You think that might have been a little alarming to the disciples? You think that might have been something that was a big surprise to them? What are you talking about, Lord? And yet, what, listen to what the Lord goes on to say here. It says this. Jesus goes on to tell them, For if I do not go away, the helper, the paracletos, the comforter, the counselor, the strengthener, the advocate, the teacher, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I hope you wore your shouting clothes. In other words, he was saying the very same one who anointed me, the very same one who rests upon me, the very same one who lives in me and empowers me and leads me. Glory to God. When I go, I'm going to send him to you. And he's going to anoint you. And he's going to empower you. And he's going to lead you. And glory to God, you're going to do greater works than I've done. The works that I've done, you will do also. And greater works than these, you shall do. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. What is, 
the Bible says this, listen to this, John 21, 25. I'm, glory to God, this gets me so excited. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Did Jesus do a whole bunch more than is written in that Bible? I mean, there's so many miracles and signs and wonders and manifestations of the greatness of our God that he did and he performed that if they were written down in the book, in books, this world couldn't contain them all. And yet Jesus turned around and said to us, his disciples, his, the ones who believe in him, glory to God, I, what I've done you'll do also. But even greater works than these you will do. More works than what I did, you will do. Are we there yet? Are we seeing those kinds of things happening to that kind of degree? Uh Uh-uh. Not yet. I want to say that again. Not yet. Because I believe we're in a time, we're in a season of wonders and marvels and manifestations of the greatness of our God. I believe that right now, this year, 2019, we're going to see those things happening in our lives, through our lives, and here at Celebration of Life Church. That's where my faith is. That's what I'm believing God for. I am expecting to see some incredible things happening. Hallelujah. I am expecting to see miracles. Listen, do not say it can't be done. Do not say that's impossible. Don't say, I've never seen it done that way before. Who cares? I said, who cares? I mean, I believe it was Smith Wigglesworth took a baby that was sick and punted the baby up in the air. A baby. And when he caught the baby, the baby was completely healed. Would you have been in the audience going, what? Thank you. (laughs) Glory to God. God will do it in ways we can't even begin to imagine. He wants to do these things. He wants us to demonstrate to this world that he is God. But is he going to do that for anybody? Will he do it for anybody? I believe he's turning it up. I believe he's turning it up. But it's only for those churches. It's only for those people who believe. And my question to you this morning. Do you believe? Are you those people? I know I am. I'm believing this. Oh, I want this. I want this. I want this. God knows my heart. Something's been stirring in me, man. Stirring all glory to God. Something's been stirring in me. Hallelujah. I want to see these things happening. I will, I refuse to be caught on the sidelines. I'm not going to sit back and hear about a great revival that's happening over in that place. Or a big thing happening over here. It's going to be happening right here. Bozeman, Belgrade, Montana. Hallelujah! Can God do it? Will God do it? Marvels. Wonders. Extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I'm believing that for 2019. We're in 2019. And listen, listen. It's not just for me. This is for you. Every one of you need to get a hold of this. Every one of you need to grab onto this. Every one of you need to be saying this out of your mouth. God, I believe that those kind of marvels and wonders and and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of your power are going to be happening in my life and through my life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Whew. I tell you, there's such an anointing in this place right now. I could run up that wall right now. I know that would be a strange thing, wouldn't it? Surprise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take communion. Mm, let's seal the deal, so to speak, right now.